Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Central banks are buying cryptocurrency. In fact, a recent report from the Bank for International Settlements explains exactly how central banks can go about purchasing Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. On the face of it, you would think this is good news for cryptocurrency, but there's a lot more to this story than meets the eye. In today's daily crypto market update, we are going to deep dive into exactly what this report says and what it actually means for cryptocurrency. And heads up, it's definitely not good news. We begin our analysis by quickly looking at BTC prices, around about 17k, up slightly 1% on the 24 hour. We recently shared our high time frame analysis for 2023 with regards to Bitcoin. Looking backwards, we've been in a macro downtrend for most of the year. Very few levels have managed to hold us support and rallies have been swiftly pushed down. Let's discuss key levels for 2023. BTC would be nothing short of a doomsday scenario. $12,000 represents a complete retracement of the previous bull market and a return to 2020 levels. It's likely to act as an extremely strong support. 17k would likely see us close the year above this level and quickly get above 20k. 20k is a neutral bearish area, stops downside momentum. 30k to 50k is a neutral zone, follow short-term trends. And of course, 50k plus, we're back. That's the charts. Before we go into the Bank for International Settlements report and the dark side of central banks purchasing cryptocurrency, let's have a quick update on what is going on with FTX, the SEC, and Sam Bankman-Fried, because every minute there is a new development with this guy. On Friday, we covered Alameda moving crypto funds through mixing services. Some suspect that SBF has something to do with this, and as this happened after he was released on bail. Today, we continue with more news surrounding FTX and crypto that was seized by the Bahamas Security Commission. The Securities Commission of the Bahamas says that it seized $3.5 billion worth of crypto from FTX. The transfer took place on November the 12th, exactly one day after FTX filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the US. The Securities Commission said it moved the funds into its own digital wallet for safekeeping and that they would be temporarily held until directed by the Bahamas Supreme Court to either deliver them to customers or creditors. Some are scrutinizing the Bahamian regulator over the role it has had in the FTX collapse and the legal proceedings. Though the commission wanted the proceedings to occur in the Bahamas, FTX US lawyers contested the move, saying that the Bahamian regulator was coordinating with SBF to gain unauthorized access into FTX systems to transfer digital assets to its custody. It's going to be interesting to see how the court case will play out since it is occurring in the US, but $3.5 billion worth of crypto is in the custody of the Securities Commission in the Bahamas. This is a live developing story, but for now, let's deep dive into the International Bank Report. The Bank for International Settlements Basel Committee on Banking Supervision has finalized a proposed policy that would place a 2% limit on banks' tier one capital held in Bitcoin. 
Investopedia defines tier one capital as the core capital held in banks' reserves that is used to fund business activities for the bank's clients. It includes common stock as well as disclosed reserves and certain other assets. So in simple terms, with regards to the funds that banks have saved for investment purposes, the committee has released guidance on how much Bitcoin banks are allowed to have. What this implicitly says, of course, is that banks can hold Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, and there is guidance around this, effectively legitimizing it. I know this all sounds like good news for now, but trust me, stick around, this is not good news. This comes with an endorsement from the group of central bank's governors and head of supervision, the oversight body of the Basel Committee, which is the primary global standard setter for the prudential regulations of banks. So this report is coming from the body responsible for the regulation of banks in its entirety. The standard, which sets a limit of 2% on crypto reserves among banks, must be implemented on January the 1st, 2025. Here's some quotes from the people responsible for the report. I don't personally believe them, but more on this later. The importance of having a strong minimum framework for internationally active banks to mitigate risks. Unbacked crypto assets and stable coins with ineffective stabilization mechanisms will be subject to a conservative prudential treatment. The standard will provide a robust and prudent global regulatory framework for internationally active banks' exposures to crypto assets that promotes responsible innovation while preserving financial stability. So they're basically saying here that cryptocurrency is innovative, it is the future, it is or could be a good thing, and they're just providing some guidelines for interacting with it to maintain stability, the same way they would do with stocks and other assets. The committee's standard on crypto asset is a further example of our commitment, willingness and ability to act in a globally coordinated way. When I tell you the real reason behind this, you'll know why I'm smiling when reading out these quotes. So a lot of headlines are going to say this is a huge bullish victory for cryptocurrency. The fact that there's guidance for banks now on purchasing, keeping, investing cryptocurrency and how much they're allowed to hold. But there's actually three main reasons why I don't think this is a good thing for cryptocurrency at all. The first thing that makes this all seem a tiny bit suspicious is the fact that we can't actually see appetite from banks for cryptocurrency exposure, which you would think would be the natural reason why this was introduced. In fact, a survey of private global banks conducted by the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision themselves found that just 7 of 178 banks had direct crypto exposure. Another survey showed that 80% of financial institutions have no interest in providing cryptocurrency investing services to their customers, with just 1% reporting to be very interested in doing so. On the whole, while some banks have begun to dip their toes into crypto, most have not and are not particularly interested in doing so at this time. So there's the first alarm bell. This is not in response to demand from banks or banks' clients for cryptocurrency exposure. So clearly there's another driving factor. And now we move on to reason two. The Bank for International Settlements, CBDC, or Central Bank Digital Currency Pilot. 
According to Calling Telegraph, in September 2022, the Bank of International Settlements revealed the results of its multi-jurisdictional central bank digital currency pilot. The testing phase lasted for a month and facilitated $22 million worth of real-value cross-border transactions. Furthermore, more than $12 million of values were issued on the test platform. This supported 164 foreign exchange transactions and cross-border payments between the participating firms. The pilot saw the participation of some of the biggest central banks across the world, Hong Kong, Thailand, China, UAE, as well as 20 commercial banks from the same regions. Following the completion of the platform's first pilot, the project moved to its third and final stage. Once that stage completes, there are plans to release a core functionality-only version of the product. There is very little debate anymore that the traditional financial system of fiat currencies is not working and is failing people, institutions, bodies across the world. Now there comes a point where we need an alternative. On the one hand, you have cryptocurrencies. On the other, you have central bank digital currencies. One is competition to the other. Who's advocating for cryptos? Me, you, other people who want to see that kind of freedom in the world. Who's advocating for central bank digital currencies? Central banks, of course. This effectively replaces fiat currencies with an electronic version of fiat currencies, essentially, that they can continue to supervise, control, whatever word you want to use for it. So it's very much in the interest of the Bank of International Settlements to pursue CBDCs over cryptocurrencies. This leads me to believe that this report is actually a method or means for the Bank of International Settlement to control the narrative around crypto and then be able to pursue their preferred narrative around central bank digital currencies. This is further supported by point three, where we look at the Bank of International Settlement's previous views and public statements regarding cryptocurrency. A quote from the Bank of International Settlements, the same people that wrote this report. Crypto cannot fulfill the social role of money. Reading a quote here, building on permissionless blockchains, crypto and DeFi seek to create a radically different monetary system, but they suffer from inherent limitations. A system sustained by rewarding a set of decentralized but self-interested validators through fees means that network effects cannot unfold. Instead, the system is prone to fragmentation and costly to use. They then present a series of charts that is meant to show the fragmentation of layer one networks in DeFi as transactions near the limit, gas fees on Ethereum spike, periods of congestion are then followed by growth of other blockchains. Fragmentation means that crypto cannot fulfill the social role of money. Ultimately, money is a coordination device that facilitates economic exchange. It can only do so if there are network effects. As more users use one type of money, it becomes more attractive for others to use. Looking to the future, there is more promise in innovations that build on trust in sovereign currencies. And that really says it all to me. Their statement is that the way forward is central bank digital currencies, definitely not crypto. The report goes on to touch on the limited scalability and lack of interoperability, which not only prevent network effects from taking root, but a system of parallel blockchains also adds to governance and safety risks. As for different blockchains exhibiting a strong price co-movements despite fragmentation, the organization interprets this as these networks sharing the same investor base and growth being sustained by speculative buying of coins. 
And this is not the only time that the Bank for International Settlements has criticized crypto. In fact, in December 2021, there was also a report discussing the break of the manifestation of non-bank financial intermediation and his belief that DeFi is elusive. So they're saying very clearly here that they think that growth in the DeFi ecosystem is really because Ethereum can't handle the pressure and then we see growth in other blockchains to fill that void. But this really overlooks the fact that DeFi crypto continues to grow, develop and build every day with a successful development for Ethereum already rolled out, more in store for 2023 and a lot of very specific projects and initiatives being implemented to address interoperability and the overall development of the ecosystem. So it doesn't seem like this is good news for cryptocurrency, and it does seem like the Bank for International Settlement is using this report as a means to control the narrative around crypto and therefore push their own narrative around central bank digital currencies. Is this all doom and gloom? I don't actually think so because I really believe in cryptocurrency's ability to innovate. I'd actually like to share with you a specific example of how the Polkadot ecosystem has done this really nicely. Due to the catastrophes we got to witness in 2022, all eyes have really been on exchanges and DeFi protocols as of late. So much so that we may have overlooked a protocol that the SEC once called a security morph into a software company. According to the Web3 Foundation, the World Economic Forum and the SEC have both deemed DOT a software company. This is huge news because as long as a crypto isn't a security, it doesn't come with all the strings attached from a regulatory point of view. According to the foundation, DOT has been working with the SEC for the last three years to make the transformation. They also believe they have a workable theory of how an increasingly decentralized protocol can transform into a software company, paving the way for other crypto currencies to make this move as well. And how did they go about this? Well, one way was conservative marketing. There was no token shilling. Another major portion of compliance was in token distribution. So no VC or one person had too much control over the supply of DOT. We can see how this was important with the recent revelations of the sole supply. The next step would likely be to get a no action letter from the SEC. However, that might be asking a bit too much from the agency as they say it's not their responsibility to provide legal advice. Nevertheless, the Web3 Foundation has discussed this transformation on their Twitter profile and tagged the SEC. So if they were not in agreement, we would probably know relatively soon. Thank you very much. Catch you tomorrow.